This is Dan from Burlington, Vermont, and I'm tuned in to the new TNN. Oh yeah! Go downtown! JR, this is Kyla. Oh yeah! Triple H! JR, can you spell Enigma? Oh man, he's getting P.O.'d! Here comes Jacqueline, the baby with passion. Oh yeah, what up Kingfish? Hello pop culture addicts! Welcome to the very special 10th anniversary of Kingfish! The Shane McMahon Audio Journey. Of course, in reality, it's just the 10th episode of Kingfish, but since it's based around the WWF, you gotta call it the 10th anniversary of. And oh my goodness, we've got quite a show for you tonight! Now we are back to our regular taped format here, because our last episode was the hour before breakdown in your house, where the superstructure steel cage loomed ominously over the ring, Jim Cornette. Tonight, uh, we're coming at you on October 4th, 1998, from East Lansing, Michigan. Hey, I wonder if our good friends Jim, Kevin, Finch, and Oz were in attendance. Hmm. Who is going to be the WWF champion post-breakdown, where there was a breakdown in your house? at the end of the championship matchup, which you can actually hear all about here on the new TNN because we covered it just a few weeks ago on Brightman. And is there any unity left within the challengers of the unknown? Well, Shane and Jim Cornette are going to be behind the announce desk, so let's get started. We get our customary Sunday Night Heat intro along with the very spectacular, very expensive pyrotechnics. We are just two weeks away from Judgment Day. There, we will have the crowding of a new WWF champion. Welcome, everyone, to Sunday Night Heat. I'm Shane McMahon, along with Jim Cornette. And yes, get ready, because XPAC is on the way. Yep, he said yes. No, take two? No. Want to try that again, Shane? All right. Fine. X-Pac makes his entrance with China, Road Dog, and a wheelchair-bound Triple H. Aw, the Road Dog is wearing both tag team titles around his waist. Where is B.A. Billy Gunn? No time to pontificate this, because XPAC enters the ring, summons the pyro with the power of his dick. Oh yeah, X marks the spot. We flash back to Monday Night Raw. Looks like Road Dog Jesse James got badass Billy Gunn disqualified. When Road Dog smashed Billy's opponent with a guitar, Billy Gunn left the arena in rage and anger. Of course, recently, Billy Gunn's been kind of getting a singles push, so this is interesting, and I've absolutely forgotten all about it, as one's to do with Attitude Era storylines. Triple H does his microphone shtick, he hands the mic to the D-O-double-G, and... I got nothing to say. Oh, boo! says East Lansing, Michigan. I bet Jim and Oz are like, oh, you fucking suck! And Oz is like, Jim, take it easy. It's okay. It's gonna happen. She's a college chick. Well, enough is enough, and it's time for a change! Here comes Owen Hart 
Now, Owen is making his entrance, and he looks oh so very sad and lethargic. It seems that on Raw, he tombstone damned the beast Severn and uh, paralyzed him briefly. It's the sit-out tombstone that he does to Austin. Is it in poor taste? Sure. But the best part about this entire thing is that as Owen is walking to the ring, he is trying hard to look disinterested and lethargic. But he's also clearly trying not to laugh. Oh, I love you, Owen. Thank you for this. I mean, it's it. you cannot miss it. Check out Owen Hart, Jim Cornette. He looks bummed out. Shane, of course, with this statement indicates he's a graduate of his daddy's school of announcing. He can't just use first names. Check out Owen Hart, Jim Cornette. You got to invoke those trademarks every place you can. Like, Dwight the Clown, Shawn Michaels, Savio, Savio Vega, get down, get funky. The tombstone upon the replay does look scary and a little unnecessary, but we do have a fantastic Iron Sheik rules sign in the audience, and that's tremendous. But all these injuries in the WWF are really piling up. Speaking of injuries, look at last Monday night. My dad was injured. His leg was smashed by the hands of... What's up, D-Lo? By the hands of The Undertaker and Kane. Well, that's not stopping my dad. Oh, no. However, doctors demanded that my father be readmitted into the hospital earlier today. And my dad has gone to great expense to be with us here tonight on Sunday Night Heat via satellite hookup. I love that... As he's explaining this huge storyline uh, revelation, uh, he takes just a moment to holler at D'Lo, who is now apparently joining us on commentary. Cornette welcomes D'Lo. He calls him the former champion and representative of Europe. D'Lo lets us know the true lowdown. Well, James C., I still represent Europe. I am still the European champion. It's not my fault that that punk stole my belt out of the backseat of my car when I was traded. Well, are you residing now, back in North America, back in the States? I currently am living in my little chateau in the south side of Chicago, the site of Judgment Day. High five there. High five. Oh, X-Pac! Owen, in this match, basically doesn't want to wrestle. He stands still a lot and just kind of walks around. Uh, There's a great moment as he's standing completely still, not even, like, moving his arms, blinking, nothing, and eats a dropkick. D'Lo claims to be the best thing that's ever happened to Europe since Napoleon. Hey, you may know Napoleon as a short, dead dude. Or, perhaps from confusing him with that three-flavored ice cream. Or, he may have cut in front of you in line at Waterlube. X-Pac, oh, neck hit. Oh, it's heart, no pun intended. It's definitely not in it. What the fuck is neck hit? Uh, Jim Cornette starts talking. But X-Pac throws a chop, and Shane just whoos right over him. Well, you better recognize... Oh, I just found out that WWF.com has some kind of footage of Stoke Coast Steve Austin. We'll come back to WWF.com momentarily. Owen attempts to leave the match, but X-Pac doesn't want that. Tosses him back in. Owen tries to leave again, and just gets schoolboyed, lays there, and takes it for the one, two, three. D-Lo, what's up with that? XPIC. Is that what's going to happen tomorrow night? Yep. He said XPIC. No, uh, take two. No. Hey, Shane, you want to try that again? All right. Fine. Tomorrow night, I'm taking that belt home with me back to France. I guarantee it. You guarantee it? I guarantee it. Oh, he guarantees it, Jim Cornette. 
Jim Cornette calls X-Pac X-Pac like six times during the replay of his hard-fought victory. Michael Cole is at ringside to interview the Intercontinental Champion, Triple H. Uh, Triple H, where is B.A. Billy Gunn? You gotta speak up, Nimrod. DX is in the house. It's rather loud in here. Well, what I said was, where is B.A. Billy Gunn? Well, the obvious answer, Nimrod. He's not here. We cut to the announce table. Shane yells, Woo! X-P-A-C! X-Pac! Now, please, just, just please. As Shane says these words, Woo! X-Pac! X-P-A-C! His arms are crossed, like in the Wakanda Forever position. And hey, if you like Wakanda Forever, check out the North South Connection Podcast Network, where I just reviewed it over the weekend. It's tremendous. Uh, but in this Wakanda Forever position, Shane is doing like crotch chops across his chest, and his hands are moving so quickly back and forth that the camera can barely pick it up. He's like the Flash, or to a lesser extent, a Quicksilver. Man, tonight, he is going to be awesome because the number one contender to the Intercontinental Championship, The Rock, is going to be in the house taking on Jeff Jarrett. Yep. He said Intercontinental Championship. No take two? No. Want to try that again, Shade? All right. Fine. Of course, we all know The Rock defeated Mankind and Ken Shamrock in the Superstructure Steel Cage match at breakdown to become the number one contender for the World Wrestling Federation Championship. (sighs) But yeah, The Rock's going to be taken on Jarrett. The DOA are going to be taken on the other two-thirds of the challengers of the unknown, Mankind and Ken Shamrock. We cut to the hospital. Vince is in the hospital bed with his leg propped up. He looks doped up as hell, so it's not all bad. Shane reminds us that he'll be appearing here tonight via satellite at his own expense. At his own expense? We don't want your daddy to go broke! Don't worry. He's very magnanimous. Wait! Some WWF.com footage shows that Stone Cold is here? Wait! Tonight? And we head to a commercial. We're back! We get a quick glance at Vince in his hospital room. Shane sets up a video recap before we talk to Vince. We get a full recap of Raw the night after breakdown. This, of course, is somewhat of a well-known legendary segment, and for good reason. Vince is in the ring with all the security, Undertaker Kane, the winged eagle belt, for some reason, is in the glass case. Uh, And, well, uh, Stokoe Steve Austin, folks, he's uh, commandeered a Zamboni. What's amazing is when they start to show the footage of Austin driving the Zamboni backstage... You know, we get the audio from Raw, and JR just loses it on commentary. So much that we get six indistinct boxes from the closed captures in a row. It's like, my God, indistinct! Something indistinct! 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 Stone Cold! Stone Cold! It's beautiful. And then Stone Cold, God, that leap onto Vince McMahon is perfectly done. The clothesline expertly executed. I love it. It's tremendous. Uh, Austin, of course, is arrested. And handcuffed, but he tackles Vince when he's handcuffed, because why not? They haul him away. He's got that shit-eating grin on his face. I ain't through with you, Vince. I ain't through with you by a long shot. We see uh, Austin getting put into the cop car. Vince is yelling, take him to jail. Take him to jail, you son of a bitch. Arrest him. The cops are worried about Vince getting too close, and they invoke the name of the world's greatest disco dancer and say Donna Summer. Wait a minute. They didn't say Donna Summer. Reverse that. 
Summer Donna. Okay, okay. Now slow it down. Simadonna. Simmer down now! And later, The Undertaker and Kane get the bad news that uh, they're going to have to fight for the championship with Stone Cold as the referee at Judgment Day, and they break his ankle. Now we're live in the hospital. I Excuse the indulgence, but we've got a somewhat legendary vocal performance by the concrete man, Mr. Vince himself. Dad, everyone wants to know, how are you feeling? I really wish you were here. Well, I would like to be there with you tonight, but I was readmitted to the hospital. I am in such excruciating pain. My leg has been crushed, and I will never, ever forgive The Undertaker and Kane for what they did. But it was really Austin's fault. The heartbeat monitor speeds up, beep, 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 at the mention of Austin. And every bit of the pain that I'm suffering right now will be worth it. If Austin has to suffer the indignity of counting one, two, three, and crowning one of those ungrateful monsters, WWF champion. Quite frankly, the doctor doesn't know if I've endured this pain. This, this, the amount of pain that I've endured, the, the trauma I've experienced. Well, there will be a further evaluation tomorrow. And for those of you who are concerned, I'm cutting it out. Oh, the heart of a true champion. My father, he's cutting it out. Dad, we'll check back in with you later on tonight. And we head to a commercial. The commercial segment is over. How do we know this? Well, Shane makes the call. We are back in Sunday Night Heat. Yep, he said, in Sunday Night Heat. No... Take two? No. Want to try that again, Shane? All right, fine. In the ring is Matt Hardy, uh, version .01, perhaps? And his opponent is Heat's number six wrestler, Sho Funaki. The Hardy Boys, of course, beat Funaki and Men's Tao last week on Heat. And uh, Matt Hardy, apparently wearing his mother's old tablecloth. Jim Cornette is pumped for what he calls high-flying, death-defying, fast-paced action. Shane is troubled. I'm sorry. I just... I cannot really concentrate because my father is in agonizing pain. Oh! In the hospital. And Stone Cold's in the building. Oh! Stone Cold was not scheduled to be here, Shane! Duh! No duh. Hardy plunges over over, over the ropes onto Funaki and jams his knee up. Uh, Back in the ring, though, we get... Oh! Nice reverse slam by Hardy. Hardy goes up for the, oh, but he doesn't leg drop. He throws an elbow that misses. Woo! <laughs> Ouch. We then cut to the hospital for some reason. Vince is thrashing about his bed uncomfortably. Hey, hey, just stay still, Vince. Just stay still. You have to rest. The doctor said you need to rest. You gotta get strong. <laughs> get back here, please. Matt Hardy is now about to set up Funaki with a move. Well, you know what? Let's let's have Shane explain what Matt Hardy is setting up Fudaki with. Here we go. And up. Powerbomb. And nope. Not a powerbomb. Crucifix. He's going up top. Fudaki. Oh. Powerbomb. So a powerbomb then, Shane. Uh, a middle rope moonsault from Matt Hardy. But Fudaki gets up the knees. Fudaki then hits a DDT. Oh. Nice suplex. 
Okay, it was actually a suplex. I just made that one up. Funaki goes up top and hits a big Chris Benoit diving headbutt. Oh, Funaki with a flying shoulder block. One, two, three. That got him. Yep, he did call it a shoulder block. You know what? Fuck it. Still to come, The Rock takes on Jeff Jarrett. Austin is backstage. What is he looking for? Oh, I hope it's not me. We're back now, and here come the headbangers. You know what, though? It, we are back, but it was a really weird fade in from black. And you know what? Whenever they come back from a commercial, that little heat logo is on the screen every time. Oh, uh, of course. The headbangers are now in the ring, and already there are the oddities with the Insane Clown Posse at ringside. Damn you, Insane Clown Posse. I mean, what if Shane McMahon said something great when your song played? The bell rings, we'll never know, and here we go. We get a pretty decent ICP chant going on early. Headbangers upset. You gotta watch out for ICP. Oh, backdrop. Was he fucking choking? Like, it's just mouth sounds. You gotta watch out for ICP. I'll backdrop. ICP. You know the insane club posse? They're twisted. Just twisted. They get involved in whatever they want to do. Thrasher and Kurrigan have themselves a little dance off. Shane laughs. <laughs> but then he, he clears it up. He tra- He's making a transition. He. Oh my god, is it back? Yes! The action continues tonight, right here. On USA, it's heating up because next, Bobby discovers his new girlfriend. Oh, is a member. Oh, is a member of the world's oldest profession in an all-new Pacific Blue. Oldest profession is that politics or insurance salesman. Minute nine, Tom and Cassie go behind the Iron Curtain to catch an undercover agent on an all-new silk stockings. And at ten, Michael's new love may put an end to section one. The hot. Peter Wilson stars as La Femme Nikita, the hottest action on television. Everyone knows it's right here on USA. Oh, man, and Goga is a big head of steam. Oh, I missed it so much. You know, they knew it was a special episode of Kingfish, and so they brought back the USA Sunday Night Heat lineup. God love you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Headbangers in control, and the clowns don't look too happy. You know, the tears of a clown. It's so sad to see. Jim Cornette spends most of this match making sure that we all know that the headbangers could beat up the ICP at any time. Like, he absolutely hates this shit, right? Like, he's backstage. What the hell do these clowns ever do for us? We're making them stars. They ain't stars. WWF's a star. Anywho, Thrasher heads up top. The clowns pull him down, and he racks his cock. Oh, man. ICP with a little interference. Goga hits the splash. Oh, forget about it. Forget about it. One, two, three. The broke-ass oddities music plays. We cut back to the parking area, and it looks like Stone Cold Steve Austin is making the walk. But something appears to be in his hands. He's got an axe! Stone Cold's got an axe! Is he going to the hospital? Don't you say that! Don't you dare say that! As we head to a commercial. We're back. And we've got a video plate of some big construction machines. It's a big thing with a claw that lifts the dirt. And a, and a voiceover. Well, what's he got to say? You're looking at 106,000 pounds of raw, unbridled energy. Only a machine this powerful could tame the rugged earth. 
and only a man this rugged can tame the machine. It's Steven Regal. He's here with a, with a look on his face like he's smelling some, some real rank shit. And he's wearing some flannel. Some men move furniture. This man moves mountains. He's Steven Regal. A real man's man. Oh my god, that's fucking glorious. The DOA is already in the ring. Here comes Kenny Kenny Shamrock. We get some replays of the Superstructure Steel Cage match from Breakdown. And it looks like Shamrock and Mankind went one-on-one on Raw. Here comes his tag team partner, one-third of the challengers, Mankind. Man, Mick Foley is... He's out there, you know, he is. The DOA attack early and get the advantage with lots of illegal twin-based double-teaming. That's Skull in there now. Oh, well, you know, we don't know who it is. Shamrock, out of nowhere, hits a flying body press. Oh, yeah, nice. But it only gets two. Shamrock hits Mankind to make a legal tag. Well, I guess that counts. Eight Ball now gets in some strikes on Mankind. Boom, Eight Ball, throw those heads there. Skull now has Mankind chopped in the corner. Yep. He said chopped. No take two. No want to try that again, Shane? All right. Fine. Shamrock, of course, could care less what happens to Mick Foley. Wait a minute. Austin is backstage. Yeah, yeah, I want you to film this because uh, I'm fixing to break lots of really expensive shit. What is Austin doing? He's around the production truck. It looks like he's trying to take the axe into the production truck. Meanwhile, back in the ring, uh, Shane and Jim Cornette let us know that tomorrow night there's going to be a couple of firsts on Raw. Shamrock taking on Kane for the very first time. And The Rock taking on The Undertaker for the very first time. I, I would imagine that match probably fucking sucks. Because Rock and Taker never had a good match. But I, I digress. Uh, Shamrock refuses to tag Mankind until Mankind is out of range. Cornette launches into Atari. You know, in the business, that's what they call in the parlance of the wrestling business, short-arming. It's when you're, you you want to look like you're making a tag, but you're actually not. Now, that's a brief summarization. Cornette rambles on for like two minutes about this. And when he's done, when he puts a clear period on the end of the sentence, Shane, with a dynamite, <laughs> whatever. Paul Ellering interferes in the match after Foley hits a double-arm DDT out of nowhere called, oh man, nice suplex by Shane. Uh, Mankind puts the claw on Paul Ellering. Shamrock grabs a chair, goes to hit Ellering, but actually nails Mick in the skull with an unprotected chair shot. Shane makes the call. Oh, number 71. All right, sure. Why not? I'll go with it. Uh... I guess that's Sosa's 71st or Maguire's 71st, but why not also? You know, it's a it's a random teeps, teeped. <laughs> it's a random taped Sunday Night Heat. Go ahead and just smash a chair over my skull. It's all good. One, two, three, DOA wins. Oh, man, this, this Shamrock Mankind thing, it's getting intense. It's This is a rivalry, Jim Cornette. Still to come, The Rock takes on Jeff Jarrett. And Austin, wait a minute, he's getting in the truck with that axe! We gotta go to a commercial! Oh man, we're back from commercial, and Stone Cold Steve Austin is in the technician truck! Well, in all seriousness, Stone Cold is in the truck, and he's got a little guy there with him. And, And up on all the TV monitors, we see Vince in the hospital watching Sunday Night Heat. Austin begins one of many before the night is over. Tremendous verbal 
tirades. Ah, oh, it's completely pathetic. I guess you like that son of a bitch, don't you? Well, who's got the wires of this thing? Where are the wires of this thing? Get on out here and show me which one's the cable to Vince McMahon's hospital room. And so, the nice video technician leads Stone Cold Steve Austin outside to some cables. Now we get a split screen. We see Austin on the left and Vince watching on the right in his hospital bed with the heart rate monitor accelerating as every moment passes. Ah, you better show me the right goddamn one or I'll split your head in. The proper wire is identified. Vince is now rocking back and forth. Austin has the axe. He swings and sparks! The side with Vince McMahon turns to the classic television snow. What? Dad! No! Don't leave me! We immediately go to a commercial. Uh, You know, I will say this, though. Like, Shane, on this show, I usually give Shane a bunch of shit for his bad commentary. But uh, sometimes, just sometimes, I do think he's playing it up and being an actual character. This is a great example of Shane and doing his character with the dad. No! Don't leave me! I mean, because Shane McMahon doesn't actually believe that daddy is going bye-bye. But it's just, and I know we all know that. I'm not trying to state the obvious or act like I'm some sort of fucking genius. But it's it's nice to see the character get rolled into the shitty commentary as we are honestly, guys, creeping very closely to the real awkward time where Shane leaves Sunday Night Heat and what's going to happen to Kingfish. I don't know. We return from a commercial, and you know what? I, there's no easy way to put this, so I'll just put it out there. We watch the exact same segment happen a second time as Shane and Cornette talk all over it. I guess they're just trying to fill some time here. Cornette, though, because he's from the South, calls Austin's X swings Shades of Paul Bunyan. Oh, well, let's focus on the match, because here we go. Jeff Jarrett taking on The Rock. The glass breaks. Oh no. We cut to the odd out stable, and Shane is looking very displeased, unnerved, and anxious that Stokel Steve Austin is here inside the arena. Austin hits the four turnbuckles and poses as a Stone Cold Steve Austin is one to do. Cornette's like, Well, Shane, you're on your own. He doesn't leave on commentary, but Cornette's letting Shane know that uh, he's going to make sure Austin is happy. And uh, Shane is going to have to fend for himself. Austin makes his intentions known. He inches towards the commentary table. Shane hilariously like stands up, pulls out Austin's chair, and starts wiping it down for him. There is an awkward moment where there is a big piped-in Austin chant. Like, you can tell it's piped in. And, you know, I know Heat's the recorded show, and you can do stuff like that. And this is probably the 15th time. Well, this would be the same audience that saw Austin do the Zamboni. So... I'm not saying they're austin out, but we've all been to show. Well, if you've been to a show, you kind of know how it is. You know, one of the, uh, I don't know if it's the biggest mistakes you can make, but like, uh, I'm trying to think, and I'm not trying to like put myself up here, but it's like, uh, even at, well, WrestleMania 18 is not a good example. I was going to say at WrestleMania 18, Austin does that great, or no, Austin, Rock does that great interview um, with Coach, where Coach is like, what up, G? Uh, before his match with Hogan, and that's the first time the audience reacts to seeing Rock. That's not quite the example I was going for. I was trying to think of an example where someone comes out to the actual ring before their match, and it's like, yes, when they're coming down for their match, that's what you're here for, but, you know, it's 
it's not as special. It's what is it? The law of diminishing returns is all I'm trying to say. You know what? I could have saved you all like a minute and just said it's the law of diminishing returns, but you know what? You're welcome. Anywho, Austin uh, has himself a little seat. Uh, Shane immediately goes uh, into damage control mode like he's in the MCU. This is a personal issue with you and my dad. Please, I don't want to get personally involved. Uh, shut up or I'll snap my fingers. I can take you right out. Well, it appears that Austin has gathered all six Infinity Stones as a simple will suffice. Don't you piss me off. Look at a damn ring and call a match. Relax. Stop shaking. Take your beady little eyes off of me. Well, I wish you didn't really take out the transmission. My dad went to great expense for that. That's a sad thing. Your dad's in the hospital, kid. I got some crocodile tears. Can't you feel the sympathy oozing out of my body? Here comes the rock. Austin now gets mad that Shade is calling the rock's entrance and is ignoring him. Poor Shade, he just can't win. Uh, but it is great. I'm not going to go verbatim with that, with all the commentary shenanigans, but this is a fun segment. The uh, Jarrett's here now, and the bell rings, so here we go. Rock, throw those shots, baby. Wham! We get a big clothesline by the great one. Shane says, yeah, nice rock. Cornette keeps bringing up that Shane's dad is Vince McMahon. Like, he keeps saying things like, well, you know, Shane, Vince McMahon, who is your father, isn't even here tonight. You know, Shane, when you were a little kid, did Vince Mc McMahon, you know, uh, beat you? Or, you know, was he a nice little guy? He doesn't actually say that. But he's clearly trying to trigger the snake of rattles. My father is the best. I love my dad. Once again, I wish you didn't cut the transmission cable. Uh, well, you know, what What do I call you? Uh, Mr. Austin? Stone Cold? Eh, Mr. Austin's good. Did what I had to do, you know what I'm saying? I mean, I wish your daddy didn't make me the guest referee at Judgment Day. Hell of a clothesline. <laughs> so Austin is now doing the Shane interrupt your point to call the match. I just fucking love it. You should get Austin out here reading the ad copy for Pacific Blue. Uh, there's a hell of a thing going on. Uh, Mario Lopez finds out his uh, girlfriend's a whore. Uh, well, it serves a bastard right. And then up next, uh, we got some silk stockings and them girls in their underwear. I'll tell you what, Snoko Steve Austin can have a little bit of that. Give me a beer. I'll watch it all day long. And what's this next? French chick. Oh, them French chicks are crazy. I'll tell you what. Ooh, la, la, the French chicks. You know, they don't shave their pits, but I'll tell you what. They do some crazy things in the sack. Make Stone Cold say, wee, wee. Uh, so Austin lets us know that there'll be no disqualification or countouts at Judgment Day because he's not that type of referee. In the match, The Rock is firmly in control. The match is also very secondary in this entire segment, I might add, but that's okay. Suddenly... We hear a very weird voice over commentary. It almost kind of sounds like a ghost, uh, uh, but it's not. The voice says, It doesn't matter what anyone says but me. Yeah, my dad. Dad, dad, is that you? You're on the phone? That's right. They still make telephones, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Ah, uh, shut up, Vince. I ain't fired. Can't nobody stop me. You lay there in the hospital with your leg in the air. I'm sitting here at the announce table with little Shane at my side. Austin then starts to, like, rub Shane's shoulders like he's his little buddy. You look good with your little haircut. And your little, what do you got in there? Gel or something? That's real sweet. Look at that. Look at your stupid little watch. A little dimple on your chin. Shut up, Vince. Hey, I noticed that Dennis Knight of Southern Justice is at ringside. And The Rock almost gets a three count off of a cross-body block reversal. But, you know, nobody really cares. And that's fine. <clears throat> Excuse me. That's totally fine. The, uh, the match is 
you know, an important part of the show, and we'll get there as to why. But it's definitely secondary. The angle, I mean, it's the attitude here. The angle is the important thing here. Well, you know, Mr. Austin, uh, the Zamboni was very creative, but this personal issue is giving me a bad feeling in my stomach. Now, your stomach's really going to get a bad feeling when I put my boot in it. Don't you go there, Austin! Don't you go there! Austin's like, well, you know what, Vince? I visited the hospital earlier today, and uh, I think I might know where you're living, if you know what I'm saying. Vince then hangs up, of course, setting up that tomorrow night must be the legendary, now take it from here, nurse, which is a great segment. Uh, Inside the ring, there's a DDT. Oh, wait, no, it's a suplex. Sorry. A little bit of shade in me, and there's a double down. You know, your dad's got a lot of nerve calling in here on a cell phone. What a piece of work he is. You know, I don't... I don't think it was a cell phone. Perhaps the phone that was in his room. Watch it, Shane. You're just, just trying to contradict him now. You're trying to get one up on the old rattlesnake. It's not going to go your way. Cornette brings up an actual decent point. He asks Austin, basically, if he's enjoying how the fans are very much now into The Rock. Is The Rock perhaps a potential rival? Before Austin can really answer in character, Rock hits the lay of the SmackDown DDT. And then Dennis Knight gets up on the apron to distract the ref, The Rock, indicating, yes, he's still a heel, or is he just The Rock, punches Jarrett Squaw in the dick. He then hits a body slam. Shane makes the call. Oh! Slamage! Austin then says, ah, people's elbow. Is that what that's called, Mr. Austin? Oh, you better watch yourself, Shane. But it's true, the people's elbow is about to be ignited. Rock throws the pad. Irish whip. Jump, whip, it connects, the rock baby, yeah, one, two, uh-oh, Dennis Knight pulls out the referee, Mr. Austin, are you going to be pulled around like that at Judgment Day, I'll tell you what, I think the referees here at WWF should be a bit more aggressive, let me show you what I mean, Austin tosses the headset, enters the ring, and there is a legitimate insane pop, Austin beats the shit out of the heels, stunner on Knight, stunner on Jarrett, and now, The Rock is up face-to-face face with Austin. Michigan can feel what's happening. I can feel what's happening. This is tremendous. Right before they can inch closer together, though, the referees come in the ring and break them up. The copyright hits. Woo! I'm out of here. See you tomorrow night on Raw. And we fade to black, and that's the end of Sunday Night Heat. Well... That last segment was indeed a lot of fun. You know, and I actually, I, you know, God help me, I kind of feel it's cool to kind of see this, you know, to relive this big stare down because it's such a taste of what would come, but also, in my opinion, sort of a rare occurrence. You've got Austin, who's pretty much at the top of his powers. And this, I love this rare stage of the rock, this post-SummerSlam up until the Deadly Game Tournament rock where he you know he doesn't declare himself a face you know when somebody does a big face turn they come out the next night on raw and they're like well you know what oh well, i don't know i'm doing the austin voice but they, they usually say something like you know i know i'm the leader of the nation but you know what you guys can't you know wipe my ass or anything i don't even need you so you know he doesn't come out and like declare himself independent of the nation you know he doesn't he doesn't have a big character change he's just acting like the rock and then, of course, big heel turn at uh, Survivor Series, and that's this is this is maybe my favorite because it's so organic. 
you know, I know Hollywood rock is also amazing, but I don't know. I, I'm a big fan of this two-month shades of gray, dare I say, rock. And uh, I'm just happy they really brought it here for the 10th anniversary of Kingfish. It's like they knew that we were having a very special episode, and they made it very special for all of us. But you know what, folks? That's not the only thing special here on the new TNN podcast feed. Just the other day, I released a new episode of Junk Man, the new show here on the new TNN, where I make fun of bad movies. And hot off the presses, Street Fighter, the legend of Chun-Li, one of my... It, I don't, I don't want to... You know, it's, it's tough. It's tough to pick a favorite, but what of all the shows I've done, and I've done a lot, okay... Maybe one of my all-time favorites. It was a blast to watch. It was a lot of fun to uh, find some ways to make fun of it and throw some shade. Uh, And you know what? It's just a really bad movie, so it's sort of easy pickings. But it also has a very amazing Chris Klein performance that you have to see to believe. Give it a listen. Even if you haven't seen the film, I try on Junkman to paint a very vivid picture so you can at least get a feel for what's going on and why it should be mocked. So... Give it a listen. Subscribe to the new TNN, uh, you know, if you can. That way you get notified when new content does indeed drop. I'm Johnny C. A winner is you. And we are Pop. i